Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to another edition of Talking Wyndham. I'm Kevin Hillier. In this podcast series, we've brought you a number of uh, different things that are happening in the city of Wyndham, a number of uh, very intriguing, interesting and fascinating people as well who are doing some amazing things uh, in our own city. And today we're going to uh, test the boundaries again a little bit. Uh, innovation is something we haven't talked about a lot and innovation in business is certainly an area that uh, is developing in the city of Wyndham and one that uh, needs to be addressed uh, and one that is being addressed with a program that the Wyndham City Council are running called the Innovate to Accelerate program. Now that along with innovation as a general topic is what I'll be talking to our guest today about. His name is Adrian Jobson. He's a business consultant who works primarily with small businesses uh, to make sure that they realise their potential and that they get exactly what they uh, need in terms of growth and, uh, and resources and how they can tap into their community and uh, all the various resources around them to make their business a success. Uh, fascinating man. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this chat so let's get straight into it right now adrian thank you for joining us on the talking Wyndham podcast to uh, let's talk about firstly uh, t- tell us uh, you're a business consultant but uh, tell us a little about uh, about yourself and and your business first up yeah so um i, I guess i'm a little unorthodox you know my background has been out of a couple of streams one uh, one one's brand marketing and uh, and the other is uh, organizational behavior and how people uh, behave or uh, conduct themselves in business and I think the marriage of those two things has been interesting and it certainly gives me a deeper sense of um, yeah of what makes a difference to people uh, in small business in terms of, of building their business when you talk about behavioral issues are you talking about uh, putting together the kind of dynamics that make up a, a, a dynamic team? Yeah, a dynamic team in a sense of, of positive energy, but also, uh, you know, in, so, in some respects, when I when I'm around a, a, a winning, what I call a winning business or a business that's uh, that's growing, there's a certain sense of uh, positivity, there's a certain sense of energy, and yeah, above all, focus about what they're doing. So, a lot of that's about leadership, but it's also about, I think about having a clear sense of purpose as well. Adrian, when you come into a business, be it a small business or a large business, and hopefully we have both of those listening to this Talking Window podcast, what, what, what's, your, uh, what's your chalk outline, your map of, uh, of what you do first and the first couple of things you, you look at and you do when you walk into a business? Yes, well, I think the, the primary thing is to try and uh, observe with uh, no agenda, no assessment, uh, and to get, a, I guess, a... Uh, a very human aspect of, of what I encounter and to a large extent it's about trying to make sense uh, and appreciate what how the business goes about you know its everyday activities and to also get a sense of uh, perhaps where their leadership might be do- not be doing so well. Is some of the, the things obvious to you when you walk in that in fact aren't obvious to the people who are Inside the bubble, yeah, very much it is. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing for a lot of people and organisations, and for any of us, in fact, to to be both inside that bubble and outside at the same time. And I think that metaphor of uh, of the goldfish bowl, bowl is a good one because uh, yeah, very much. I think uh, when you 
you're actually literally in, in the business and uh, be able to step outside with that sort of fresh perspective uh, can be very, very difficult, particularly when businesses are under a bit of challenge and stress. And often uh, part of the, the reason that you don't see what's going on in your business is because you're actually too busy doing your business. Yep, couldn't agree more. There's a there's a certain cult of continuity too in small business where, and again, when you're challenged to, to be uh, performing well each day, it, it takes a fair amount of consistency and uh, and perseverance. And whilst you're doing that at times, the, uh, the other aspect of perhaps what's not being done so well uh, can escape you. Okay, well, we want to talk about a program that you've been involved with with the uh, with the City of Wyndham, and that is the uh, the Innovate to Accelerate program. But we want to talk about some other broader uh, aspects as well. But tell us a little about that program first up. Yeah, so the City of, uh, of Wyndham is running a program called Innovate to Accelerate. It's for businesses that are have generally started up, so from one year to, to three years in terms of uh, time, but they've started up. And the outcomes that they're getting, or the, uh, I guess the, the growth getting, is not what they uh, have expected. And but they've got a lot of potential and a lot of talent. Uh, they just need to come in to provide that fresh perspective to what they're doing. And so the program's got a couple of dimensions. One is a, um, a series of workshops. There's about six uh, knowledge sessions that we run on on uh, topics such as uh, vision and purpose. You know those core elements to business that uh, define who you are and what you do. And then there's uh, there's a coaching component, and there's a couple of other coaches that operate with me, and we provide some very uh, very much one-to-one development conversations around their business, uh, their ambition, and uh, and how to focus themselves in the market. Often you can get your ambition mixed up your, with your abilities. Is that a, is that a thing you have to address? <laughs> yeah, look, it sure is. And I, it, what we've seen in the program so far is some tremendously uh, talented and ambitious people uh, in business, and, that, and they're from all, often they're from all over the world who are, are doing uh, doing all the right things. But again, it's just that balancing up that you're pointing towards where. Their effort, their expertise, their their capacities, some of the skill sets that they have uh, may be a little bit missing at times. Mm. But um, aligning all of those things, all of those, I guess, what you call success criteria for growth, it's more about just getting those things into balance. Uh, do we, I mean, the businesses do stock takes and they count, you know, how many pens they've got and how many rubbers they've got and how many rulers they've got and stuff like that. <laughs> what, what, how do you do an internal stock take and go, well, hang on, I've got, I've got this ability and I've got this much of this ability and I'm, I'm good at marketing, but I'm only this good at marketing and I'm, I'm good at these. Is, is that an important thing for businesses to do from a, from a introspective kind of point of view? Yes, it is. Yeah. And I think those, those core skills that you're pointing to are, 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 are yeah, really important. I think the other thing too is that for the most part, we probably don't spend enough time actually understand what we call the, the job to be done on behalf of the client. So what one of the, the ironies of small businesses is that we've become so focused and ingrained in what we need to do every day that the, the customer value that the client either gets or doesn't get or, or may in fact be getting a better deal somewhere else, we tend to forget that and we just... Uh, block it out a little bit and the customer view and not only a customer view but the customer's uh, job to be done is really important business today where if we 
spend a little bit of time if we do in the program to get a much clearer sensibility about you know what they really what's what's really going on in their lives what what, what constitutes value for the client that's a great step forward for them because they can then say they can then see a, a gap often between what they're doing what they think is value but what constitutes real value for the client yeah that thing where you know we're here for the clients we're doing it for the clients so actually I'm too busy to see the client or talk to him because I've got all this other stuff that I think is important to do yes yeah that, absolutely and it's that and it's that um, that's what you, they they aren't paying attention to that perhaps they can you know again within the program they, they get a chance to look a bit more closely and a bit more structurally around what the client might be might be wanting in terms of one level and, and, and need at another level. So that that can be quite a, a valuable thing uh, for them to do. Adrian Jobson is the man I'm talking to on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Is is marketing uh, something that uh, that the small business struggles with? Yes, and and again, it's a it's a it's a feature of this particular program because the. Uh, they not only struggle with it, but but marketing as a as a function or a system of small business is is changing dramatically. And one of the things that we try and and do with with the people in the program is to have them, I guess, get a broader sense of uh, of seeing marketing as a system uh, and understand how, in particular, digital media is changing the game. So. And there's a couple of dimensions to to digital marketing uh, that, that most people are aware of. That they can use, they can use AdWords, they can use uh, social media, they can uh, try and develop over the long term, uh, you know, like a visibility within Google uh, to be seen. Natu- what's called naturally, so in other words, an, an SEO uh, visibility within that system. But while all that's going on, a lot of the a lot of the fundamentals about uh, their vision, their purpose, their, what's called their customer value proposition, uh, which should be clear in every business, is in fact not clear and certainly not well constructed within within most businesses. So when they do start to do any active marketing or or, or develop some marketing tactics, very often the, the core offer, uh, you know, the design of that core offer is perhaps not so clear. So uh, a lot of the time, organisations waste a lot of money on marketing, particularly in in digital marketing, where they start to bid for what's called, you know, AdWords, putting putting lots and lots of money into that into that process, if you like, but really not understanding the true value of what the of what they as an organisation are providing. There seems to be an enormous peer group pressure within small business or on small business uh, to be in the digital space, uh, to be spending money, uh, you know, with Facebook advertising or whichever one it is that you choose to do. But I, I never kind of forget the, the sense from uh, small business people that I speak to that they have any uh, sort of um, resolution to it, that they have any uh, a thing that they can show me where they yet yeah, worked or it didn't work. There doesn't seem to be a quantifiable uh, result to it sometimes. No, that's right. And I guess in the absence of any quantifiable result, uh, investing or putting money into it uh, seems like an easy and plausible thing to do. Uh, much of the, uh, I suppose, the, uh, the the old style of marketing where you would uh, you'd have a marketing plan, you'd have a, you could have a communications plan and you, you could establish what I call your tax, tactics or initiatives initiatives over a monthly or quarterly basis. A lot of that, if you like, that fundamentalism of marketing has fallen away and and it's a 
it's a, I guess it's a knee-jerk reaction by many businesses, and I'm certainly not uh, denigrating small business uh, proprietors here, but the, uh, the practice of marketing has fallen away for many people, uh, and, and now we've got a, a, a digital medium, but for the most part, most small business people neither have the skills or the time to, in fact, drive that properly. Uh, so they end up, you know, in the in the course of the of the working week or the working month of of tipping more money into digital marketing when, in fact, uh, they're not getting any real return. Uh, where where is business innovation heading, Adrian? Uh, I think where it's heading is is uh, on the one hand down the, down one end of the spectrum, we've got a lot of interest in what what we call disruptive uh, disruptive innovation or creativity which sort of romanticizes the idea or the notion of innovation as some sort of mysterious skill that you either have or don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and for, for the rest of us, I think we, uh, we, we don't I think we don't appreciate or acknowledge the, what I call the everyday innovation of the small business person that has to find a way around something every day. And um, so on the one end, we've got this glorification of entrepreneurship and innovation when, in fact, most small businesses do have to innovate. They just don't call it that. It's called survival. <laughs> Look, it is. It is. But uh, interestingly, I, I think, the, the you know, in, in, we tend to see ourselves as being creatives or innovators, et cetera, or, or we're not. And yet... Um, some of the uh, some of the uh, the work that I do as a coach and consultant, I use a uh, a brain preferencing tool called Herman Brain, which proves absolutely that, that every one of us has got this magnificent thing on our shoulders. Um, but we tend to limit ourselves because we either think of ourselves as right-brained or, or left-brained, um, and we in fact uh, you know so take ourselves out of the the innovative opportunity because we think oh well, that's somebody else's. Uh, strength, it's not mine. But actually, the reverse is true. That whole brain thinking, in other words, using the four hemispheres of our brain, uh, is the easiest and best way to create innovation. And I just wanted to, to clarify a lot of people get, you know, the words get bandied around. Uh, having a good idea is having a good idea. In other words, it's a, it's a muse or thought about a concept versus the creative process, which is taking that concept and making it into, into something that's, uh, at least at a conceptual level, you know, is, uh, is understood and is logical, etc. And innovation is the process of actually bringing that into reality through what's called a commercialization process, uh, where something actually gets in the real world gets uh, gets invented and sold. Okay, because a lot of people say, you know, I'm an ideas man, but I can't follow it through. Is that is that uh, a bit of a cop out in in some cases for those sort of people? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't like the phrase cop out. I, I think it's a it's probably a truism that some people. Uh, tend to believe in the absence of, of, of any other information, but I think in the sense of just having them having them to be able to see that uh, the the idea in itself, if it's if it's got inherent value in, in the idea, if it's able to be taken to that next stage, in other words, if it's got some legs, uh, you know, my my encouragement always is to keep going with that because the the real value is is in uh, the the creative concept itself. The rest of the brain, or the or the or the people around you that have that have got the experience to do that, there's plenty of those people. But, and for, fortunately or unfortunately, those people generally don't have great ideas. So those ideas, people who have a great idea, I'd say persevere, 
uh, if you don't think that you've got the skills to do it, but you certainly think that there's value, inherent value in, in the idea that you've got, I would suggest um, keep on talking. Talk to the right people about yeah. that. You know, lots of people have great ideas at uh, funny places like in the shower or on the <laughs> toilet or at a barbecue or over a glass of wine. Um, we need to grab those, I think, particularly in small business, Kevin, because, you know, you asked before about where they're going. I, I think inherently, I think small business in the future is going to be for those people who can not only conceptualize good ideas, but can innovate them into reality. So as our, as our small business uh, capacity, if you like, uh, our skills in terms of of uh, conducting a professional small business grow. I think they're they're going to be a feature, and they certainly are in Wyndham because the Innovate to Accelerate programs are, I wouldn't say unearthing, but but certainly uh, validating and accelerating some wonderful young, in particular, young business people who now have uh, not only got a good start but a greater uh, possibility of success. Because they've had those thoughts, they've had those concepts, and, and they do have the, the ambition to do it. What about when the bean counters come in, Adrian, and say, no, uh, we haven't got any money to spend on innovation. <laughs> we haven't got any money. And you know, you know this happens. We've all worked at these places. We own these places. Yes. We run these places. And we yes. say, hey, that's all very good and proper, but someone's got to pay for this. Where's the money coming from? How do, how do you address that side yes. of it so you get that balance between, I guess, creativity and the, and the financial aspect? Yeah, wonderful question. You made a good consultant, Kevin. Thank um, you. I, I, I think it's it's about understanding the relationship between risk and return. So nothing again coming back to this program. Um, lots of things uh, we try and distinguish for people. What about in terms of working on and working in your business? You now the the old Gerber statement about that. You know what are you actually focusing on? And we use a little framework uh, to sort out how much time they spend doing the things that they have to do in business doing the things they have to do to, to make a product in business and doing the things that, in fact, are an investment for the future of their business. So at those three levels, we try and sort out what they're doing now versus what they should be doing in their business. And generally what that means is doing more of, the, if you like, the investable activities. Now, and I, I, I think I think when, when people question the, the validity of the idea or the notion and we uh, I guess in a broad way, we're encouraging investment or certainly more focus on things. It's it's about being able to uh, be able to just simply um, qualify, if you like, what's at risk and what's the potential return, not only on, on the dollars spent, but on the amount of time that we, we need to put into something that's going to lead to growth. And I think that's one of the things that constrains small business sense that they're, they're very much uh, every, in an everyday sense trying to make a living, uh, but not necessarily able to or want to or even understand the implications on an everyday basis of putting some of their time and effort and, dare I say, some of their money into, uh, into building the business for the future. If you make that commitment of your time, you're putting your money in anyway, really, aren't you? Because you have to put a value on your time. You can't. You can't let your time be something that you just give without putting a value on it. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Yes, certainly, time is money, and just doing that uh, initial sort out within the program's been good because most most people are genuinely surprised at how little time they they in fact invest. You know, even in a, in a time 
allocation sense about uh, about their future business. I was going to say too that a lot of business, a lot of people come into businesses, into small business, as a transfer out of a, a, a employment. And I think there's a for a lot of people too, it's more about, and at least initially, it's more about wage replacement than than building up. Uh, a business for sale, and I, I do make a recommendation uh, to most people that they're in business to sell that business for the most part, not 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 necessarily just to replace wages. So I guess it is a bit of a change of mindset, mm-hmm. but it um, it makes them e- it makes it easier for them to to justify or validate their actions and their decisions when they see that no, this is for next year or for the year after. Adrian could talk to you forever. Uh, it's been it's been absolutely fascinating uh, to get a little insight, and, and, I, and I know we've only really scratched the surface. But uh, uh, the the nature of uh, what we do is uh, we kind of have to wrap it up there. But it's been absolutely fascinating uh, chatting to you. Would love to do it again and uh, and, and delve a little more into uh, the whole innovation uh, and the whole working of, of small business uh, at another time. But uh, uh, for now, thank yeah, you, great. thank thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. No, I really appreciate being on the program. Thank you, Kieran. My thanks to Adrian Jobson for his uh, time and a fascinating subject. And as I said, could talk to him for uh, ages and ages about that subject, and I'm sure we'll uh, get to uh, maybe have a chat with him again in future episodes of Talking Wyndham. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. There's plenty more to come because there is a lot more happening in the city of Wyndham uh, and a lot of stuff that we want to tell you about in this podcast with thanks to the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, so until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.